we're not hiring him as, as the offensive coordinator. We've got one of those. We're hiring him as the wide receiver coach. Are we buying or selling Georgia going 12 and 0 with the schedule that they have in 2024? Does Andrew Smart go viral from something that happens in the Clemson game? Are you buying or are you selling? No, just because you're in Guthrie's old building doesn't make you Guthrie's. No offense. Mm. Uh, Welcome to the Dog Dispatch. I'm John Smith, your host. Uh, I am so excited today. We are kicking off our very first episode of our Dog Dispatch and Friends, or Dog Dispatch and Guests, as I'm calling it. Uh, and we have um, the esteemed Mr. Jim Wood from My Got a Podcast joining us. Uh, Jim, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, John. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Um, would love for you to tell the folks a little bit about My God a Podcast. Jim and I have been friends uh, for a while now, um, and uh, we met through uh, a mutual love of, of Georgia football, and Jim has been doing My God a Podcast with, with our other friend, John uh, Powell, for a while. Would love for you to tell folks just about the podcast and, uh, and how you got into it. Yeah, absolutely. So the crazy thing is we're actually heading into our fifth season. So this will, this upcoming football season will be the fifth season, uh, that we've been doing my got a podcast, uh, both myself and my co-host John Powell. So John and I are old, uh, college buddies, uh, so fraternity brothers. Uh, and, um, I had had the idea to do a podcast for a while. Uh, John and I had basically, John Powell and I had basically kind of reconnected through Twitter. Um, I used to run a blog called the Bulldog blog, very, very unique name. Um, and you know, I had an anonymous Twitter account and John had followed my Twitter account and I was like, Hey, it's me. And that kind of like, that was, you know, a while ago. And we just started talking George football, like nonstop, kind of like we do, as you now know, uh, and are part of it. And, um, it started from there. And then we were listening to pod other podcasts at the time and talking about them. And, uh, so basically, you know, COVID came. Uh, I had wanted to do a podcast for a while and finally said, all right, I'm going to do it. Um, so actually had it lined up, uh, with another friend of mine who oh, I've known since like oh, kindergarten. Oh, <laughs> the, and the fifth beetle. Is that what we have? with Exactly. My God we have a, my God, a podcast, fifth beetle. Um, and we ended up like, it wasn't going to work out. We couldn't do it. And I literally texted John Powell the week of the Arkansas game in 2020, like, or like the week before it was pretty much that week. And I was like, Hey, you want to do a podcast? <laughs> so what, what you texted him first was, Hey, are we really starting Dwan Mathis? And then it was, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? I think that's all. Um, don't listen back to that first episode <laughs> and hear us talk about how we envisioned that season going. Um, but it was literally like that week. And he was like, uh, what? Like, how would we do it? I was like, don't worry. I've got the name. I've got a logo. I had already made the logo that off season. And uh, we're like, let's just do it. And he was like, how do we do a podcast? I was like, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and now now five seasons later, uh, Jim and John have a great Georgia podcast. My God, a podcast. You can also find my God, a podcast merch. Um, I'm a yes. I'm a huge fan, huge fan of the merch. Um <laughs> But Jim and John, yeah, are on their fifth season. And I'm so excited to have you tonight. Um, one of the things I want to do with these guest series is do something fun, something interesting. We'll keep it, we'll keep it tight. And uh, so tonight we're going to do UGA buy or sell. Uh, and so what we're going to do is I'm going to share a UGA-related topic. And then 
Jim will tell me if he's buying or selling, and I will tell you if I'm buying or selling, and then we'll have a brief uh, conversation about why we're buying or selling. Um, and so we're going to jump right into it. So before we do that, if you're new to the show, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Hit the like, hit the subscribe button. You guys, y'all know what to do if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're a podcast, right? You, everybody, you know what to do, but I feel obligated to say it. So please do it. So thank you. Um, all right. So uh, UGA, buy or sell. Um, Georgia has two new coaches, two new position coaches. Uh, so we're going to start with those. Uh, Jim, James Coley as wide receiver coach. Are you buying or selling? Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to buy. I'll okay. buy. So first I'm just going to answer buy, right? Do, do we, or do you want me to yeah, dive no, in? No, you can say buy and I'll give you mine. I'll give you okay. mine. I'm buying as well. I'm buying okay. James Coley as UGA's uh, wide receiver coach. So tell me, tell me why, why we're buying. I think the first key is what you clarified as you restated it, John, is that you were buying as the wide receivers coach. And so I'm going to say to everyone, what I said to you in our text thread is, you know, just keep him away from calling plays. Uh, <laughs> we're not hiring him as the offensive coordinator. We've got one of those. We're hiring him as the wide receiver coach. And so I'm going to buy, um, to add on, to give a little more than just Mm -hmm. that. Uh, I want to shout out our buddy, uh, Dustin Wood, uh, 704 dog. You may know him as, you know, so he, he put out just like some recruiting numbers recently, um, that James Coley was the lead recruiter on eight five-star recruits and 35 four-star recruits. So what does Kirby Smart look for as number one and someone he's hiring on his staff? Mm-hmm. Can they recruit? And James Coley can recruit. He absolutely can recruit. Um, I am buying James Coley's wide receiver coach too. Listen, I know there's a lot of angst amongst the UGA ranks with James Coley as wide receiver coach for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Most notably, James Coley... Um, as offensive coordinator in 2019 had some challenges. We'll, we'll put it that way. Um, fair. Uh, I, I, yes, we will, we'll just leave it there, but y'all know. Uh, and so I think a lot of, you know, Georgia fans, you have a little bit of, um, uh, PTSD around James Coley's time in Athens. One of the things Jim said it well, um, not only will Kirby Smart, Kirby Smart is prioritizing recruiting and that's very clear. He is prioritizing players. That's what still wins in college football, um, especially with NIL and especially when you're in a very competitive recruiting um, stage. Recruiting has always been competitive, but now it's just ramped up a notch. Um, James Coley is a guy that can recruit with the best of them. With or without NIL, James Coley is a guy who can build relationships and who can recruit. And so I think Georgia fans um, should be excited about that. Number two, does it... Do any do people really think that Kirby Smart is going to waste a position coach on someone who cannot coach the position? Right. Listen, yes, he is going to prioritize recruiting, but you better be able to coach that position. I I have um I've I've been to Georgia practices and I have heard how Kirby coaches players <laughs> and how he coaches coaches. And he's not going to put somebody in that fire that can't uh coach their position. Um, and, and if they're not coaching to his standards, they will hear about it as much as the players. So I think that's yeah. really important. The third thing I'll say, and you said it, uh, keep him away from calling plays. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby smart has never, there's never been a situation where Kirby smart has, uh, has let a position coach be around play calling. What I do think that James mm-hmm. Coley will bring to the table though. And, and I'm not going to diminish it. Like 
I think James Coley being an offensive coordinator does help in that offensive room. You've got a guy yeah. who's had to who's who's been at the top of 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 running an offense, who understands how game planning works, who understands all the things that go into all of that. And he also understands what role position coaches play within that game planning. And I think mm-hmm. that's equally as important. So yeah. I'm buying James Coley as wide re- as UGA's <laughs> wide receiver coach. I'm not buying him as as anything else. Uh, exactly. But I think recruiting, I think recruiting is, is um, man, I, I'm just trying to imagine James Coley and Dante Williams and T-Rob walking into Miami and just, oh, yeah. I mean, South Florida, my gosh, those three guys, those three guys are going to eat and there's still a lot of talent um, down there. So love yeah, it. Love sure. buying James Coley as, as wide receiver coach. All right. Second topic, Josh Crawford, um, Georgia's new running back coach. Um, Jim, are we buying or selling Josh Crawford as the new UGA running back coach? Man, maybe I just have rose colored glasses or red bulldog glasses, but I'm, I'm buying Josh Crawford as running backs coach as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy too. All right. I'll let you, I'll let you explain. So, uh, I'll, I'll just, just a couple of things. One is, uh, I'm definitely happier with Josh Crawford than some of the other names I had heard, uh, specifically mm. Tashard choice. I'm not saying that Tashard choice is not a great coach. Uh, that just would have like hurt my, me and my soul. Mm. Um, so I'm happy from that, that end. Um, other than I know, obviously we are getting Josh Crawford from Georgia tech. Um, but I'm also going to throw out, I, I think John, actually you were posting some of the videos of him from some Mm -hmm. of his coaching, uh, film studies that he's done Mm -hmm. and just listening to him talk, not only about, uh, the positions, but just the game and how he likes an offense to run and how they react to things I thought was Mm -hmm. very impressive. So again, to your point, uh, you know, not just the recruiting, not just the, uh, the position itself, but also like philosophy. I feel Mm -hmm. like he's going to fit in really well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's, you hit on a lot of those. I, I'll give, I'll give folks a couple of, couple of nuggets about Josh Crawford. Number one, uh, Josh Crawford has a very similar background to Del McGee when Del McGee was hired at the UGA as the UGA running back coach, a uh, long time high Georgia high school coach spent a couple of years in the college ranks. Kirby hired him as the UGA running back coach. Um, number two people, you know, my favorite is people saying, well, he's, well, he's never coached running backs. Um, Kirby Smart had never coached running backs when he <laughs> exactly. was the UGA running back coach in 2005. Your exactly. head coach was a uh, was was a running back coach in 2005 uh, without ever playing the position um, or mm-hmm. coaching the position. Um, Josh Crawford played running back in in, in college um, at Morehouse, but he also he also coached offense and running backs in high school for a long time. Um, he knows what it takes in the position. Number three, you mentioned it as well. I posted a video on Twitter um, at John Tweet Sports if you want to go and find it. Um, but I posted a, a video over there. And and one of the things, it's it's Josh Crawford from a coach's clinic in 2020. And what he was talking about, he was, he was at Valdosta High School at the time. But he was talking about their offensive philosophy and how they use running backs in the pass game. One of the things that Georgia missed tremendously this past season was a, an elite catcher out of the backfield. Absolutely. Georgia had that in James Cook and Kenny McIntosh and you know even like DeAndre Swift. If you go back, Georgia has had um, guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield, yeah. and that was really a glaring miss of this offense um, last mm-hmm. year. Now, whether that was because of personnel or whether that was because of philosophy, either way, Josh Crawford brings a philosophy around how to use running backs in the pass game. 
how to how to change your pass protections up so you can get running backs out of the field out of the backfield quickly more quicker um, more quickly in the pass game does he just he just has a big brain around offense and yeah. um and and he went to Western Kentucky he he came out of the high, Georgia high school ranks was hired at, at Western Kentucky under Tyson Helton who's one of the brightest uh, offensive minds as a head coach. And he spent a year, one year at Western Kentucky, and Tyson Helton immediately promoted him to co-offensive coordinator. And that that just do, that doesn't happen. We've seen it, right? We've seen yeah. coaches spend a long time in the college ranks and never reach that co-OC position. And so for for this guy to get that in his second year in an offense that that went for fourteen thousand yards and one hundred and forty four <laughs> touchdowns in two years. My yeah. gosh, it's you know it's air raid and all that, but anyway, yeah. I'm buying Josh Crawford. I think Georgia fans are going to be pleasantly surprised, um, not only at his at his coaching ability, but um, Todd Munkin said something. I'm going to go back to Todd Munkin. Mm. All the anti Bobo people are. Craig is so happy they're, if he's listening. They're, they're so happy. Craig, <laughs> shout out Craig. Craig is so happy right now. Todd Munkin said something after the SEC championship game, in between the SEC championship game and the and the college football playoffs in 2022. Um, he said he thanked the entire offensive staff and he said, this is a team effort. And he, and he said something that has, that has always stuck with me. He said, those first two touchdowns of the SEC championship game were plays that came from Mike Bobo. Mm -hmm. And for me, um, now you've got a guy, Josh Crawford in the room yeah, that can bring, you know, uh, that, that influence from, uh, prolific offenses that he's been around. And so I'm really excited to have him. Um, you know, I think, um, Kurt, again, Kirby Smart's not going to let anybody in there that can't coach the position, that can't recruit, that he doesn't think can can live um, in that firing squad. And so I think uh, I yeah. think Georgia fans should be really happy. Well, to bring it full circle on the uh, assistant coach hires, I will bring point back to one thing that you mentioned mm -hmm. uh, while we were talking about Crawford to take it back to Coley. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Kenny McIntosh in his absence this year or a player mm -hmm. like that's absence. Who was the lead recruiter on Kenny McIntosh? James Coley. So uh, just Boom. another thing to look forward to there. Look at that full circle, man. This is this is sunshine and rainbows. All right, Jim, we're gonna have to sell something here. Um, people are gonna nah. All right, Carson Beck is a Heisman favorite. So Carson Beck, let me let me back up. Mm. Carson Beck is the Heisman favorite according to Vegas odds, or he was. They oscillate. I don't know if they. I, I haven't checked today. Yeah, they were. Um, he definitely was at one point. He I was at that. one point. Are we buying Carson Beck as the favorite to win the Heisman? Maybe. Maybe we should maybe we should even ante up a little bit. Are we buying Carson Beck as a Heisman finalist this year? Oh, okay. So now you're 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 moving the goalposts on me a little bit. <laughs> you I, can I, answer. You can answer either way. As as a favorite, I'm gonna sell. Um, okay. and I've got some reasonings as as a favorite. I will say, like, I could definitely see a world and where he's a Heisman finalist. I mean, we we saw that world with Setson Bennett. So yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think I think for me, I am I'm gonna sell Carson Beck as the Heisman favorite, mm -hmm. the outright favorite, um, and I will buy as a potential finalist. So tell me, yeah. tell me why why are we selling Carson Beck as as the favorite? All right, so I mean, it's just such a statistically driven award these days, um, and the the key thing that I looked at was touchdown passes. Mm -hmm. um, so if you look at the last two Heisman winners. 
I'm talking the touchdown passes that were evaluated for the Heisman. So obviously Jaden Daniels, uh, all of his were. So he threw 40 touchdown passes last year. And um, ran for 100 or something. Yes. <laughs> and then the uh, season before, uh, Caleb Williams had 37 touchdowns uh, before the uh, their bowl game. Uh, Carson Beck last year had 22 touchdowns prior to the Orange Bowl. Now, you can say, well, that was his first season as a starter. Maybe, you know, he can pick it up, which I don't disagree with. Uh, Damn it, just, Bobo. If, yeah, come on, Bobo. Let's, let's get it together. Uh, can we see Bobo take this to the next level? Um, but historically at Georgia, uh, mm-hmm. the most touchdown passes ever thrown by a quarterback at Georgia in a season, Aaron Murray, uh, 36 touchdowns in 2012, but five of those were in the bowl game. So that's not going to be there either. Um, I think the most regular season um, or through SEC championship, in Georgia history is 33 by Aaron Murray in 2011. So I just historically at Georgia, I don't see the quarterback putting up those kinds of numbers, uh, mm-hmm. touchdown passing wise to be the winner. But like I said, mm-hmm. you know, with Stetson Bennett, uh, you go 12 and 0 and, and you win the sec, you'll be a finalist. Uh, when we can talk about the uh, whole 12 and 0 thing, maybe later we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I- I agree with with what you said. I'm going to throw one other statistic in there. Mm. Um, Georgia generally, what does Kirby Smart do that hurts Heisman hopefuls that that I think Georgia fans should very much appreciate? If Georgia's up, if Georgia's got a good lead, quarterbacks aren't throwing passes in the fourth quarter at Georgia. Right. They're not. They're they're not uh, pad. Um, they're not. Um, stat padding. They're not, you know, doing those things. The other thing is uh, the main reason that I'm selling Carson Beck as, as the Heisman favorite is I think the Georgia quarterback room, and we'll see if Georgia gets a a QB from the portal, for example, but right now that room is not very deep. Mm -hmm. And I think Georgia, I think Kirby smart and Mike Bobo and team are going to have to prioritize health uh, for Carson Beck because the room is not very deep. And I also think they're going to have to prioritize building experience and reps and game reps and so I think in some of these games, um, if Georgia has an opportunity, you know, if you have an opportunity where you're blowing a team out and that's where you generally build those those Heisman stats, right? right. Um, yeah. I don't think I think Georgia's going to prioritize building, uh, gaining experience in the other quarterbacks in the room and prioritize Carson Beck's health. And both of those work against you in a um, in in a in a stat award that is that is the Heisman. So yeah, um, and I think and I think we're fine with that. I yeah, agreed. Me, yeah, agreed. Totally fine. Uh, the last thing before we move on, I did sure. want to point out that, you know, not only am I tonight's guest on Dog yep. Dispatch, but I'm also a listener. Uh, so if you're new, I would definitely go recommend to listen to the previous episode. John, mm-hmm. your discussion uh, with Coach Hayes on Carson Beck and his his last season and throughout the season, his growth there and yeah. really looking for him to take charge this year, I thought was fantastic, um, which I think him doing that is definitely going to be a key. If he wants to be this Heisman finalist and be the front runner, uh, definitely need to continue that development there. That's got to lead, game. man. Can't be shaking your head in the SEC championship game because you didn't like the play call. You gotta, yeah, exactly. You got to bow your chest. You know, Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett would be yelling at at somebody. Uh, exactly. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> For sure. Uh, For yeah. sure. I love it. All right. Uh, a few more. Uh, we're we're gonna do a few more Georgia related, and then we'll do a, a couple of non Georgia football related. So um, Georgia going twelve and zero with this schedule. Jim, this schedule. <sighs> Have we? Can we talk about this schedule? Uh, I I think I honestly believe. This is the conspiracy theory in me. The com- conspiracy theorist in me. I believe that Greg Sankey thought Georgia was going to three-peat and was like, <laughs> all right, 
We can't have a four peat. Okay. So let's throw the hardest schedule besides Florida. Let's throw the hardest schedule uh, at these guys. Um, Because, man, this schedule is rough. Uh, what 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 are you thinking, Jim? Do you do we are we buying or selling Georgia going twelve and zero with the schedule that they have in twenty twenty four? I've I've got to sell the schedule is asinine. That's that's my word to describe it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 key things that jump out to me that are just like never would have thought you would mm-hmm. see such things like this in a Georgia schedule. So you've got Alabama and Auburn in back to back games. Um, that's crazy. Um, you have the three toughest opponents, at least on paper right now, are all true road games. Mm-hmm. You go at Alabama, at Texas, at Ole Miss. Um, and then you've also got obviously Clemson and Florida neutral side games. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Florida is the only team with a harder schedule in the SEC this year. I do hope, um, my, I'll say this and I'll get off my, my, you know, I'll end my get off my lawn, uh, mm-hmm. segment. I hope the SEC comes up with a true schedule model that is just implemented and then flows like they used to have. Um, because I, I, uh, I, I feel like they missed the mark on a, uh, on a single season schedule as far as balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think, you know, I think for me, I, I hate doing this so early and <laughs> I'm the one who put the buyer sell list together. So I can mm. only blame myself. Cause what's going to happen is I'm going to come back after, after G day and after spring ball and after the transfer portal and I'm going to change my mind. Yeah. But right now I think I am selling Georgia going 12 and 0. I think Georgia goes 11 and one. I, mm-hmm. I don't know which game Georgia drops. Yeah. But when I look at this list, when you go down, um, when you go down the list, man, you've got to go uh, again. I don't think, I don't think Kentucky is anywhere in Georgia's stratosphere. But you're no. playing at but you're playing at Kentucky in September, two weeks after you play Clemson in Mercedes Benz. Then you get a bye week, and then you go to Alabama. Then you play Auburn, and then you get a Mississippi State game. Then you go to Texas, you know. Then you get a yeah. bye week, and then it's and then it's you know hopefully a tune up game with Florida. But then you go to <laughs> Ole Miss, you get Tennessee. I mean, you know, yeah. you look down that schedule and it's and it's not just about who you're playing. It's the order that they're falling in. Exactly. Um, and then I'll go back to I'll go back to the health situation. I mean, Georgia, this team is Georgia. Always Georgia always has depth. Mm-hmm. But what Georgia has had in their championship runs is when is when a player has been down, a player has been dinged up. You've tended to have a few games that Georgia was just clearly better than the other team. So either you yeah. had that 2021 defense where it was like, dude, like nobody's <laughs> scoring. So if we got people hurt on offense, like that's fine. Cause nobody's scoring on us. Right. Um, and then in 2022, you had a healthy for all intents and purposes, a, a mostly healthy offense for the entire year. Um, and you had, mm-hmm. you had like a Marius Mims, you know, was like sitting on the bench when, you know, somebody <laughs> got hurt. So it's like, yeah, it's just that depth. Right. So I look at the offensive line primarily is what I look at. And I say, man, you know, if 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 Monroe Freeling or Ernest Green, Tate Ratledge, who's going to be our our center? Like you go down that line, and I think the depth at the offensive line is what concerns me the most. Um, yeah, and then also I'm I'm still nervous. You know, our defensive line is going to figure something out. Our defensive line is going to figure out. Can we? You know, it, it, are we going to? You know, is Jordan Hall going to step up? Um, mm-hmm. Is is Stackhouse going to be that guy? Warren Brinson going to be that guy? Right. Um, we just don't have that domineering defensive front. So, all that being said, 
I think Georgia goes. I think Georgia goes eleven and one at at worst. Um, yeah. But uh, but it's hard for me to buy running the table on the schedule without knowing a little bit more about the depth chart. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate to say that too. Uh, I will say, do, sh- should that happen? Uh, stay off Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a long time uh, since that's happened. Uh, it won't, won't be a fun day. But, it's amazing. Yeah. Georgia Georgia never <laughs> went twelve and zero in their history in the regular season. Yeah, and then they do it in back to back years, and now it's like if they lose one of these, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's going to be amazing. And and especially when you look at your like, yeah, anyway, we'll talk about we'll talk about <laughs> expanded playoffs and all that other stuff. Some other uh, time. So we'll get on many, that. too many. Uh, all right, Jim. OK, uh, so a um, couple more. Andrew Smart. Yeah. Does Andrew Smart go viral from something that happens in the Clemson game? Are you buying or are you selling? <laughs> uh, buy, buy, <laughs> buy. I'm taking that. I'm going to buy too. I think Andrew Smart, I think this is a prime Andrew Smart going viral season. Mm. I think he's what, like maybe 10 or 11. I think he's getting a little bit older, mm-hmm. giving a little bit more free reign. Um, he was, you know, <laughs> he was put on probation there for a That's little good. bit after getting caught saying some, some ugly words. Yes. Um, yes. That was, that but, was my uh, only hesitation. My only hesitation <laughs> is has, has Mary Beth put her foot down in any way, but I'm with you. I feel like he's back. I think for the opening game, I think he might get in trouble for other for future games. But the opening game, <laughs> yes, he's going to be on the sideline. There might be a viral moment from Andrew. Okay, all right, couple non UGA football related. Um, hmm. Mike White, Jim, we've both been watching this Georgia basketball team. Yeah, um, a Georgia basketball team who feels like that they have made tremendous strides from where they were two years ago, especially even mm-hmm. from where they were last year. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of success in the win column uh, as of late. Are yeah. you buying or selling Mike White eventually leading UGA back to the NCAA tournament? Uh, it's a buy, but it's a hopeful buy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hopeful buy as well. Um, I think Mike White. I think I'll I'll lead with my explanation and happy to hear your thoughts. I yeah. think Mike White. Um, Mike White certainly has this team. I know what's happening in the win-loss column. And if you haven't followed college basketball closely, it's hard to tell, you know, the difference between the win-loss last year, the win-loss this year. Mm-hmm. If you look at the product on the, on the court, this team is significantly better than the team that was, that was yeah. here last year. Significantly better. It's also led by two true freshmen, two super young guys in, um, yeah. in Silas uh, Demery Jr. and Blue Kane. And so um, I think if, if he can keep that nucleus of those young guys here and build around Blue Kane and Silas Demery Jr., I think Georgia has a real shot at an NCAA uh, tournament bid under Mike White. Um, if he loses, you know, a few of those guys um, to the portal, I think it, it might be a long haul. But I'm going to I'm going to hopeful by. Man, you nailed it uh, because that, you know, so Georgia basketball um, so many times. Uh, it feels like as far as I can remember, the coach is inheriting a mess, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, ironically, I don't feel like Tom Green actually did uh, inherit a mess, but he made one. Um, but and but what his downfall was exactly it was that inconsistency with the roster, right? So he had a really good nucleus that was spoiled by by COVID, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Ever Anthony um, Evans, we always knew 
sorry. Yeah, we already Edwards, we always yeah. knew Anthony Edwards was going to leave right yeah. after, after his freshman year. Um, but you lose Tumani Kamara. You know, it's like so. If um, and Sophia Wheeler, right, both transfer. So if Mike White can have that not happen, if he can keep these these yeah. solid freshmen, and I love uh, you know Blue, you're my boy. I love that you mentioned him. Um, if he can keep that nucleus together, I, I think he's he's on to something. He's just got to keep it going. Well, especially if he can if he can keep Blue Kane and Demery Jr. and you got Asa Newell coming in. Yes. Who Asa Newell, you know, uh, a top ten player nationally, um, uh, number two power forward in the nation. Like if he can keep if he can keep those guys in, I think Georgia's gonna gonna be gonna make a a, a, a bigger jump next year than they even have this year. All right, uh, a couple more Georgia baseball making it to the College World Series this season. Georgia mm. baseball started on fire. <laughs> best hitting team in the sec right now Um, they've scored they've scored 10 plus runs in like six of their first seven games or something like that are we buying them making it to the college world series this year i mean it's it's kind of early but my early lean as they say is yes yeah okay um i I'm going to sell, um, and it's painful. <laughs> it's painful, but I'm going to sell Georgia making it to the College World Series this year. I think Georgia, uh, man, those that lineup is so tough. Mm. Um, that lineup just rakes. Um, yeah. But I think what we haven't figured out is we haven't figured out um, that true kind of uh, depth in that starting lineup, especially um, for for pitchers. I think like when you get – deeper into the season. Um, we're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot about Georgia baseball when they play Georgia tech, um, yeah. uh, this week, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to soft sell it and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that's, I'm wrong as always. I, yeah. But I gotta be, <laughs> I gotta be objective. I think the pitching, we still, we're still going to figure that out. Yeah. All right. Um, two more and then we'll wrap it up here. Yeah. Del McGee and Georgia state. So Del McGee, new head coach at Georgia state. Del McGee and Georgia State winning the Sun Belt in the next three years. Are you buying or selling? So, question on how the Sun Belt operates. This is an honest question. I know they yeah. have an East and a West. Is their yeah. championship game like they are? St- they still have like true divisions, like the SEC used to have, right? I think they, am I, am I they do. They have true divisions as of now. Um, okay. I, maybe we should caveat that, like assuming they don't expand and like get rid of divisions and whatever. But they yeah. have, but but they have a they have divisions and they have a championship game. Their championship game is only it's only like six years old. It hasn't been yeah. around for that long. So I expect them to keep it. Yeah. So so the interesting thing to me is I feel like the the East is is pretty tough. So mm-hmm. you got App State, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, mm-hmm. obviously James Madison, Marshall, and Old Dirty, Old Dominion. I mean, <laughs> if they can make it through that and win the East, I mean, yeah, I feel like they could do it. it I, it's not going to be easy. Um, within the next three years, man, here, here's, what's going to be interesting to me is see how Del McGee's recruiting prowess functions at Georgia state. Mm. I don't know what it's going to be like, but if he can take some of those guys that aren't getting the playing time they want to, I feel like he could uh, watch out for Del McGee in the transfer portal. Basically, um, curious to see how he can work that for the guys who you know, you got the two kind of guys that are going to the transfer portal. The guys who are trying to chase uh, just like more playing time slash bag stats mm-hmm. type thing. Um, or maybe guys that aren't a fit and are looking for playing time or maybe are getting quote processed out. As you say, I could see him, you know, uh, collecting several of those type ladder type guys 
uh, and making Georgia State a better program. Yeah, I think um, it's interesting to your point, the East, right? So the, the Sun Belt, the Eastern Division, they've had six Sun Belt Championship games. Four of those six have been represented by App State in the yeah. East, and yeah. the other two were Coastal Carolina. So none of those other teams have 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 broken even through. Made it, <laughs> that, yeah. I've even made it, right? So yeah, um, I think I think Del McGee has his work cut out for him. But I'm gonna I'm gonna buy him winning the Sun Belt in three mm-hmm. years, and the reason being is because I think Del McGee will put together significantly better staff than Sean Elliott put together, and I think he will recruit significantly better than Sean Elliott could uh, did recruit. And Sean Elliott had um, had Georgia State um, second and third in the East in. 2020, 2021, um, they were pushing, you know, they made a run last year where it felt like, you know, maybe they had an opportunity. They didn't have an opportunity to win it, but they had a run last year where um, they started the season uh, six and one. And, you know, you felt like they had it kind of, you know, coming together and then they kind of fell apart there at the end. So I yeah. think a lot of the pieces are there. I think they'll be able to pull, pull them over the top. All right. Last I feel like one. I was non, I feel uh, like I was non-committal. Bye. You were non-committal. Oh, bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> bye. We're going to buy it. All right. Perfect. Clear that up. All right. Last buy or sell, non-UJ football related. Mm. Jim, the great debate between <laughs> Canes, Guthrie's, Zaxby's. Yes. yes. Are you buying Canes being better than Guthrie's and Zaxby's? Are you selling? I'm selling. <laughs> I'm selling too. Canes is trash. Um, Look, I've I've had I've had Canes only like once. Um, well, I've been there once. I've you know I had like uh, had some functions a couple of other times. Um, here's the thing: Guthrie's is the goat. Uh, yeah. You know, just because you're in Guthrie's old building doesn't make you Guthrie's. No offense. Mm. Um, and then shots fired. Also, you know, I'm not sure if this is true, but I read it on the internet, so I think it is. You know, Zaxby's like stole the Guthrie's recipe. So, you know, it's, it's Guthrie's. Yeah, I think I think for me, I am selling Canes being better than Guthrie's. I don't know about Zaxby's. I don't know. Like Zaxby's <laughs> is a weird one. It's like, you know, it's become Zaxby's has become the Walmart mm. of the Guthrie's Canes <laughs> chicken line. So it is like yeah. for convenience, you know, right. it's there like whatever, right. but it's not my favorite. Guthrie's is a goat. and. Anybody who wants to disagree, leave us a comment, <laughs> like, subscribe, send Jim uh, a DM on Twitter. Uh, you could probably find his email because um, yes. Jim yes. is the noted Canes hater. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I'm kidding. I, I sold it too. I'm selling. All right. So, um, so that's, that's buy or sell. Um, listen, if, if, you're, if you're still listening to the show, please like, subscribe, uh, follow wherever you get your podcast. Jim, we're going to wrap this up uh, with one simple question. What are you most looking forward to? This can be personal. It can be UGA related, whatever. What are you most looking forward to between now and kickoff of the 2024 Georgia football season? All right. What's, so I'm, I'm, what's on your docket? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with something, something personal, non-Georgia football related. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is something that is, it's just wild to me that uh, I have reached this point, but I'm going to uh, be sending my first child off to college God. in the fall. Um, you're old, Jim. You're a lot I'm older than you look. So old. Um, <laughs> you know, cannot cannot believe uh that I've reached this this moment. Um, so we'll have uh we'll be left with one in one in high school and one in college. Uh so it's gonna be very 
Uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be weird. I don't, I don't know what it's going to be like, uh, but I'm excited for her. Uh, she's super pumped about where she's going. Um, so she, she's ready to get going on that journey. So I think, it, well, I think it's gotta be that. That'll be a good thing to, uh, to take your mind off of, um, Georgia basketball and <laughs> yes. Georgia, Georgia baseball's eventually eventual collapse. God, <laughs> people are, people are tuning out now. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding everyone. No, I, yeah, that's great. I think for me, um, I think we are, uh, I'm going to, um, to Barcelona, which I think I've never Ooh. been to Spain. So I'm excited about that. Nice. Um, I think I'm also, I'm excited about, um, being with everyone with this dog dispatch journey. And that, that's going to sound like an absolute cliche, but it, but it's true. Uh, we're going to be launching the dog dispatch website. We've got a bunch of guest shows coming up. Uh, coach Hayes and I will be back on Thursday um, to break down some more, um, Georgia football. So tune in, like, subscribe, please go follow at my God, a podcast on Twitter, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe on YouTube, go follow Jim Wood. Um, find those guys. They're, uh, a really not only, not only great folks to listen to, um, but they are two of the, two of the most fun people to be around. And so if you're in Athens in the fall, You have to catch us at a tailgate too. Absolutely. Love it. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll see y'all next time. Go dogs.